season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. the jkr podcast today we have indiana native indiana mustangs first baseman and outfielder 2025 virginia tech commit we got mason braun on the podcast mason super pumped to get you on the show man how are you doing today good good how about you i'm doing good all right man so kind of you know before we dig into your baseball career a little bit i do have one question i like to ask everybody that gets on the podcast and that is for those who don't know you how would you introduce yourself who exactly is mason braun um I'm Mason Braun, so I'm a 2025, 15-year-old Virginia Tech commit from South Bend, Indiana. I love going about my day playing baseball. I'm a very smart athlete, too. I have all A's for my whole high school career, and I'm a very dream-oriented person. Okay. Love to see it. I mean, I'm a very dream-oriented person as well, so, you know, like, it's kind of cool to dig into the minds of people who are dream-oriented. Uh, but before we kind of dig into your baseball career, I know you said your schedule – um, for this, like, you have finals week this week, and your schedule is pretty much all, you know, AP, college courses, honors courses, stuff like that. So when you do get to Virginia Tech, like, do you have some sort of plan on what you're wanting to major in, or have you not really thought about that yet? So right now, I'm either looking into actuarial science, more like insurance actuary stuff, or more statistics, like baseball analytics and all that type of statistic stuff. Okay, so so there's not very many, you know, sophomores in high school who are interested in within insurance and that type of stuff. So I guess what is it that kind of interests you within that insurance insurance industry? Um, well, like the actuary stuff, like really interests me because like you look at people's lives and everything and see what they've done and how much their life is worth and like all that stuff. So it's like kind of cool to me that you have to dig into people's lives like that. Okay, hell yeah. So I take it Virginia Tech has some sort of majors that help you within that that part. Yep. Okay, cool. All right. So let's kind of dig into your travel ball career a little bit. Obviously, I know you play for the Indiana Mustangs. That's kind of how we got connected through, you know, round tripper, Indiana Mustangs, stuff like that. Uh, so I guess just take us through how you got connected with, you know, the Indiana Mustangs and, you know, Coach Estep as well. So it's a crazy story. So we were in Indy for a tournament at Grand Park and my dad played for like Chris Estep and Coach Shirley when he was in high school. So he saw Coach Shirley at um, at Indy, and he went up to him and had a conversation, and they said they were starting a national team next year and would like me to come try out. So I tried out, and I made the team. So we just built a relationship from there with Chris Estep and all that. So my dad's known him for 20-plus years, but, like, had distant contact with him for a while. So now it's, like, almost I'm playing for Chris Estep like my dad did. So it's a cool little experience. So what tra- what travel ball team did you play with before you played for the Mustangs? I played with Pirates Elite Black from um South Bend, okay. Indiana area. So then I guess I guess going through with the with them and then now playing for the Mustangs for what has it been, was last summer kind of your first summer with them I take it. Yeah, my last okay, year so, was my first summer with Mustangs. Okay, so now that last summer was your first summer with the Mustangs, I guess kind of compare your experience with them compared to that first team down there and up there in South Bend, and how you know how they're kind of ran on a like day to day, game to game basis. So mostly with like the Pirates, it was more you're just going out playing, having fun. There's not much 
thinking into it, you're just having fun with like kids that you know from the town. And well, with Mustangs, you're having fun while playing, but you're also thinking. You're like thinking of what's coming up, who you're facing, and like more analytic stuff and all that. And like about your swing, like I need to hit with my front hand, not my back elbow and like all that stuff. So it's there's just a lot more in-depth training and all that that comes with it. Yeah. So I guess talking about the training with the Mustangs, I know you guys are what training, what was it like three or four hours a day every Sunday? Yeah, um, we go like an hour infield, hour, hour to two hours of hitting every Sunday with them. And like, so the infield training, they have infield, infielder coaches. So we do like a lot of cone work for feet work and then like glove work, like short hops, picks and everything. And then for hitting, we do a lot of high velo off of machines with um, driveline smash balls just to get like the bat path going. And then you work heavy, heavy balls in front hand work and all that type of stuff. Okay. So now that you've been training with the Mustangs now for, I take it probably a little bit more than a year, I guess what's some of the, what's some of the biggest things that you've learned from, you know, coach Estep, coach Andrews, um, some of those other coaches they have at round tripper, uh, just what are some of the biggest things that you've learned just in this past year with the Mustangs? I've learned how to be more like efficient with your body and stuff like, how if your body's like out of order, then everything's out of order. So like you want to be front foot needs to be down before anything. So then front foot, then your, your back knee goes and your front hand goes. And like, you want to use your front hand before anything is what I learned and how to learn, use the ground. Okay. And then I guess what, when you were playing for the Mustangs, what were some of those tournaments you guys were at uh, this past summer? And I guess potentially even some of the favorite memories you've had, uh, playing travel ball in general or even just playing travel ball for the Mustangs this past summer? Um, so like the tournaments we had that I was the most memory was Lake Point. We were in a first round of first round of like game at the PBR national championships. And it was like a night game against a team that was really good. And we have like our starting pitcher had a little meltdown at the beginning and he like brought it back together and we ended up winning six five in the bottom of the 10th on like a ground ball out and it was like a super surreal moment just because like we were down six one going into the ninth and came back from that and it was just a super fun time playing under the lights and all that I'm sure so I guess this is a question I, I like to ask the majority of you know ball players I get on but with all the different facilities that you've been at you know so far these past couple years in travel ball what would you say would be your favorite facility I, I loved Lake Point, just how, like, everything around there is super nice. All the fields are top-notch. And, like, the f- atmosphere around it is, like, everybody, like, is good. It's just a cool atmosphere to be in. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing for the Mustangs this past summer, was Coach Estep the head coach, or was he more of, I guess, the director of the Mustangs? Um, coach Estep was our head coach for our national team he like came to every tournament he was our head coach and then coach Shirley was our assistant coach okay so you kind of dug into it there there at the beginning but what is your relationship like with coach Estep coach Shirley um coach Andrews as well I mean coach Andrews is my contact with the Mustangs, so that's kind of who I know the most uh but just take us through what your relationships are with those guys so with coach Estep he's like almost a second dad to me he's like super close. We mess around. His son and me are like brothers. We're just like super close. And then like coach Shirley, he's like the funny guy of the group. He's like, always makes you laugh. He's like super energetic and like just fun to be around. And then coach Andrews, I didn't, I don't know him much, but every time I like talk to him and all everything, he's like super down to earth, cool, 
knows like knows a lot about baseball and just super down to earth. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. So, cause I, so like I said, I went to the facility there for battle of Indiana just to check it out and kind of yeah. you know, get some ideas rolling and I show up it's East step. Um, Kevin was the, he's the, he's the scout from the giants, right? Yep. Um, Kevin and then Andrew, all three of them were in a room and, you know, they're just sitting down having a nice conversation. And it was, I was like, man, I've never met these dudes before, but I'm talking to them. Like, you know, I know them pretty well. Um, so all three of those guys are pretty cool. Uh, but as you kind of head into, you know, your second to last travel ball season, you've got, you know, after your junior year, after the, this summer and then the 2024 summer as well. Um, what are you looking forward to most and kind of what's your plan going forward um, just these next couple travel ball seasons? So I'm really looking forward to playing against the top competition. So this year I'm playing with Indiana Mustangs, and then I'm also been contacted by Canes National, South Charlotte Panthers, and Artillery to play for them also. So right now me and my family are deciding who we're going to choose for that, but I'm just excited to play against the top competition and make myself even bigger because people know myself, but I want to make sure everybody in the country knows my name by the end of these seasons and it's I'm just looking forward to having the opportunity to do that of course so how'd you kind of get in contact with those the South Charlotte Panthers the Canes um and the and artillery how'd you get in contact with some of those teams um so the way I got in contact was through coach Elvin of Virginia Tech he um was watching our games and the South Charlotte coach and the Canes national coach watched some of our games with him and he was talking about me to them so then after Kings Nationals, Noah Franco moved up to 17U. They contacted me to fill his spot. And then South Charlotte Panthers' first baseman left to go to five-star national to be more of a PO type of pitcher. So um, Caden Hart, which is a Virginia Tech commit who plays on South Charlotte Panthers, contacted his coach and got me in contact with them. And then Artillery contacted me earlier in August time to see if I wanted to play for in Florida, but I was already like committed to Mustangs for that tournament. So that we just continued talking since then from that time. So as you go through this process of, you know, choosing that second team you'll playing with, be playing with in the summer, what are some of those key things that you'll be looking at and kind of deciding between and between those organizations? So really right now I'm deciding a lot about coaching, like the coaches and the development that I can get. To like, because like I'm really focused on developing myself this year. Because there's a, some draft stuff that's going on and all, all that, but it's more you coaches and everything that will develop you and get you like known. So I want to just get like the coaches that develop me the best. Yeah. So as you talk about development, I guess what are some of your goals heading into you know 2023? As you know, we flip this calendar from December to January. I'm um, just heading into you know the spring season and the travel ball season. What are some of the goals you have heading into 2023? So my main goals is I want to be all state for high school. I want to make all state for our 3A, and I I also want to be like just get more on a draft radar and get my name out there a lot more via like all types of things through social media and through like scouting and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So being all state as a sophomore, I mean, that's a pretty big goal right there. Um, yeah. So I just take us, take us through what last season was like, you know, as a freshman playing up there, in Northern Indiana, where there, I mean, there's some good baseball talent, tons of players, you know, heading power fives. Um, so just take us through what your freshman season was like and kind of what the, I guess the outlook is on this upcoming sophomore season this spring. So my freshman year, it was like it started off somewhat decent with 
we had five or six games canceled at the beginning of the year due to like weather and everything. And then it took me a couple games just to get used to like high school baseball. Since like sometimes you face pitchers that are throwing 70 and then you go another game, you face pitchers throwing 85, 90. So it's just a different game compared to summer ball where everybody's throwing about the same speed. You might face one or two pitchers that are throwing a lot harder, but it's more of a consistent average unlike high school. So as so as you head into your sophomore year, what's the outlook at your guys' team there at New Prairie? Um, are you guys planning on competing there at that 3A level for, you know, sectional, regional championships? And then what's the outlook for you uh, just in terms of uh, what, what the play style is going to be like as a sophomore? So for New Prairie, we should be pretty good this year. We lost only one or two seniors, and our whole team would will be juniors, sophomores, and most likely one freshman on our team too. So we should be competing for sectional this year. We got moved sectional, so our sectional is a lot. We were out of St. Joe, which we lost three years in a row to in sectional finals. So we're having that in our regionals. It would be it's going to be tough because we probably most likely will play Andrean in regionals. So that's always will be a tough game no matter what. Yeah. Do you guys and play Andrean in the regular season? No, we play Valpo in like South Central, Bradley Farrell, and all them. And okay. Um, so what what is that? So obviously you mentioned Bradley Farrell, um, Andrean, where you know Drake Bowen, Mason Braun are at. Um, there's a couple other uh, Division One commits that are up there up northwest here in Indiana. But what would you say that Indiana competition level is like when it comes to high school baseball? There, it's it's good. Like there's some schools like we play in the NIC, so you have some tiny schools that are like not good. But most of the time, you're facing kids that are throwing 80, 85 with teams that have a bunch of good players on him it's a lot better than most states will probably have where talent super watered down but like indiana it's on the come up for baseball definitely the northern part of indiana too yeah so as a as a freshman last year when you know when you're a, you know i assume you were probably 14 last spring yeah um, when you're a 14 year old you know facing 17 18 year olds who are you know have beards going to school going to college to either play baseball or not play baseball um, what would you say would be tougher when you're facing those older guys at the high school level or when you're facing that top tier talent of your own age group? What would you say would be tougher? And then, like, what's your approach difference when it comes to that? So for last year, I felt like high school was just a little tougher just because it was a whole different ball game of, like, playing where you have more on the line almost in that stuff and you're playing kids that are a lot older. So it's just a lot harder and think, I think, to, like, get used to it. But once I got used to it, I felt it was a lot easier than summer ball because once you get in the groove, you're staying in that groove because how much you're playing and all that. Okay. So where does this where does this come in at the timeline of your commitment? Did you commit before your freshman season or was it after? So my freshman season, I had played my full freshman season, and then I committed after my third summer ball tournament after we played at the PBR National Championship in Lake Point. Okay, so let's kind of dig into that recruiting process a little bit, kind of how it got started for you, what the reasoning was for Virginia Tech. Um, just kind of take us through when was that? When did that recruiting process kind of get started for you? Like when was it that Division One team started reaching out? So the process started early March, where I just started sending emails to a bunch of schools just to get my name out there, and Chris Eastep started calling schools for me and all that. And I got an email back from Virginia Tech and a couple other schools, but Virginia Tech. Coach Elvin called Chris and tried seeing if they had a time for where 
they were because they were coming to Notre Dame a couple weeks later to play Notre Dame. So when they came into town for Notre Dame, they saw me at the scrimmage. Virginia Tech saw me at a scrimmage and I played like really well there. So we just continued staying in contact ever since then. And I went out to a visit in May of that time, like that year to watch them play Louisville and like went on a tour and all that. And I had contact with like West Virginia and a couple other schools, but I just built a relationship with coach Elvin over two to three months, like super well. And then I met coach chef in May and he was super nice of a dude. And I met all the other coaches and they were super cool guys. So by the time June came, I really had my heart set on Virginia tech. Most like that's what I wanted to do. Do. Okay. So as you were talking to the Virginia Tech coaching staff, you said you talked to West Virginia and a couple other schools as well. Uh, what were some of those key things that you were looking for, you know, within a coaching staff, within a university, whatever it happened to be? What were some of those key things you were looking for? So my key things were looking for how the coaches treated everybody and like if they cared about the kids or, or just cared about winning and all that. That was my main thing. But then I also focused on how they develop players not just they try getting the best players in the country just to go win a national title. I wanted to know how they develop players for from freshmen all the way up to juniors, seniors to, for the draft and how they make teams fit together to win. So when it did come time to June, you said you kind of, you know, had pinpointed Virginia Tech as, you know, the school that you wanted to go to. Do you remember that day where it kind of hit your mind that, okay, okay, I'm committing to Virginia Tech here? Yeah, it was a couple days after I've like I talked to Coach Chef and Coach Elvin like a couple times in in a day, and I just felt like they wanted me and like felt like I was wanted there, and it felt like home. Okay, so digging through some of the you know the initial conversations you had with that Virginia Tech coaching staff, the West Virginia coaching staff, and maybe some of those other schools as well. Uh, did the majority of the coaching staffs have the same you know? Uh, I guess, uh, what's the word? Uh, just the same style of like initial phone conversation or were there, or did they vary a little bit? Um, they mostly had the same where it's just to get to know each other on like more of a personal level, family and all that, not anything baseball wise, just get to know each other personally. And so you build, can build a relationship personally instead of through baseball and all that type of stuff. Okay. So was there a school that finished, you know, like second or third in that recruiting process? Because I know you said in June you were kind of, you know, had pinboarded Virginia Tech. But did you have in the back of your mind a potential another school that you were looking at pretty heavily? Um, there was a couple of schools that Chris Eastep, like, contacted that I was interested in, like, Clemson and Mississippi State and, like, those type of schools. But once, like – this summer came and I've kept talking to Virginia Tech. I just like felt like that was the number one and there wasn't like any other school I'd like. Yeah. So you said in May that you got the chance to actually go to Virginia Tech and visit. You said they were playing. Who were they playing when you visited? Louisville. So it was like so obviously, top, top 10 series in the country. At yeah. Okay. So I guess just take us through what that visit was like in terms of like what they were showing you, what the atmosphere was there on campus and what that game was like, you know, when they're facing Louisville, a team that's, you know, consistently producing like top five, top five overall picks. Um, just kind of take us through that visit a little bit. So I got there on Friday night and went to the game Friday night and like just met the coaches after the game, talked to them a little, but on Saturday morning, I went on like, they show me, their indoor facility and show me a little tour around the facilities. And then I went to the game Saturday and that was the most craziest game I've been to for high school. 
for like college, it was like raining. So they went into a delay and then they came out of the delay and like, it was like, I think two or three back-to-back home runs that there were or something crazy like that. So it was just super cool. And like, it was a sold out crowd almost. And it was just a crazy atmosphere. Yeah. So now being committed to Virginia Tech for, I mean, what is that? Seven, eight months now, or I get whatever it is. Um, Do you have any relationships with other guys who are committed to Virginia Tech, you know, maybe within your age group or even guys who are a part of like the 24, 23 class? So I've built a big relationship with Caden Hart from, I think, North Carolina. Yeah. And me and him talk on the daily. He's like almost a brother to me now. He's like super close outfielder, plays for South Charlotte. So like that's how I got in contact with South Charlotte was through him. But we we built like almost a brotherhood together. Okay. So with you, you know, still being a sophomore and still, there's still got three years before you play college ball, you know, are you, you know, throwing in Virginia tech to people who are uncommitted be like, Oh, you guys you oh, yeah. need to go check out Virginia tech. Yeah. I have a buddy that I met down at the all American showcase for a perfect game that he, I got him to go to the camp. He's going to the camp with me in January. He's a pitcher up to like 93. So I got him to be interested just by talking to him about it. Yeah. So you said you were a part of that All-American Perfect Game Showcase, correct? Yeah. So uh, just take us through what that experience was like when it came to, you know, what the day-to-day looked like and overall what that experience was like. So it was at LSU, which is an amazing field and all that. But first night, it rained, so we were only able to take BP on the field. It was, like, super cool. Kids were all tons of talent at that event. You had kids like Gabe Boyd, Mississippi Commit, Hagen Wright, Arizona State commit, some top of the name guys. And when I went there, I wasn't as much known. I was known as the Virginia Tech commit, not like Mason Braun name all out there. But then it rained out. So we took live ABs inside the cages. And I don't think I ever got out in those live ABs. I think I went four for four with a home run in the live ABs. So that's where I really got my name out there. And kids just started being like, oh, shit, this guy's good. Okay, there we go. I mean, now you're the number two prospect in Indiana for, you know, perfect game, number five there for people. <laughs> I know we talked about that a little bit, like, you know, a month ago or so, but like, what does it come to your mind when you see yourself, you know, listed, you know, amongst some of the top in the state here in Indiana? Like, um, I don't look at them as too much. It's like a cool thing to have, but I want to be that number one spot. I want to be known as the top player in the state. So like number two and number five, to be honest to me, that's not good enough. I still like want it, working hard to try being that number one spot. Yeah. So you say you're heading to Virginia Tech this January um, for that camp, just to kind of show up there and kind of being with that coaching staff and be on campus. Are you planning on going to MLK as well? Or for the most part, um, is that Virginia Tech camp kind of the only thing you're doing in January? In January, it's going to be that Virginia Tech camp and then the Battle of Indiana round tripper is what my plans are. Go. There we go. Battle yes. Indiana, baby. So uh, I guess just dig into Battle Indiana a little bit. Like, what are you looking forward to most, of, you know, being a part of it and facing some of the top prospects in the state amongst yourself? Um, what are you looking forward to most? I'm looking forward to meeting, like, the top guys, getting to build relationships with them, but also just competing. You're facing the top guys in your state, so it's just going to be fun competing and proving that you're good enough to be with those guys. Yeah, so if, let's say I, – I know I asked you this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but if you had to face one pitcher – who would that guy be? Um, I'd even I'd either say Cameron Tilly or Brayton Thomas. I'll go. Okay, so let's say you had to face. Have you you know have you watched any of these guys pitch before, Brayton Thomas or, or Cameron? No, I haven't watched any of them. 
Okay, I guess so. I I believe they're both. I know Braden's a lefty for sure. I don't know about Cameron. He's a righty. He's a righty. Okay. Yep. So I guess just take us through. You know, let's say you're facing Cameron. I know you haven't watched him before, and then you're facing Braden as well. Kind of what's the approach there as you walk up to the batter's box? So I know they both are hard throwers. So I'm gonna spread out my stance and make sure my foot down's on time first. And then depending on like what pitches they throw, I'm going to eliminate one of those pitches. So I know Tilly throws like a splitter and stuff like that. So I'm going to eliminate that pitch since most of the time splitters are hard to locate for strikes. So I'm going to eliminate that pitch and attack the heater. So when I get one, I'm going to want, want my foot down and try hitting it. Okay. All right. So I know this is one last question about Virginia Tech. Um, so obviously you had a great relationship with that Virginia Tech coaching staff. I mean, you mentioned that was the reason you went there. Uh, or committed there. Um, so how has that relationship evolved since the time that you committed here this past June um, to where we're at now? Um, it's evolved a greatly time. Like he's been super into like my summer ball coaching and like all that. A lot of development coach Alvin has been with, like showing me arm program type of stuff, their hitting programs and how they like look at pitchers and do an analytics stuff like that. So it's been more of like that, but then just getting to know each other's families and like on that type of level, like super closely knit. Okay. So I know you are listed as a first baseman and an outfitter there on perfect game. So what is the plan here as you know, you move forward into the future, head to Virginia tech, go play pro ball. Uh, like where, where do you see yourself in your mind uh, kind of sticking at as a primary position, or where do you kind of see that going these next couple of years? So, so at Virginia Tech, the plan was I'm going to be playing both outfield and first base. It's just going to be – I'm going to be more – if they need an outfielder, I'll play outfield. If they need a first baseman, I'll play first base. But I'm I'm a good fielder enough, so I'm not a liability anywhere, so I can play the positions that need, they need to play. And for pro type of stuff, it's wherever they want me to play, I'll play. Yeah. Where do you prefer? I prefer first base just because I feel like you get more action than the outfield most of the time. Okay. So when did you make that switch from being a two-way player? Cause I know you were listed as a pitcher as well. Um, so like, when did you make that transition from being, you know, a two-way player to now where you're a position player hitter? So back in August of last year, I had surgery on my UCL and that led to me just wanting to stick to more hitting and all that type of stuff and less um, pitching just because the stress that it get puts on your elbow. And I just didn't feel comfortable with that due to the recovery again. So I just put my focus on outfield first base and hitting. Okay. So take us through that surgery, the recovery process of it. Cause obviously I'm sure even though you weren't pitching anymore, you still had to recover that arm and get, rehab that arm to where it's hundred percent. So take us through that recovery process. Yeah, so end of August, I had surgery, and I was in a sling for about three to four weeks until I could start doing any type of physical therapy, and then they put me in like a movable brace, so I went through physical therapy with SBO, South Bend Orthopedics up in South Bend, which they work with Notre Dame, so they're like top-notch doctors, so I had physical, physical therapy for about three months of that, and with doing exercises at home strengthening the muscles around the elbow and all that and then after I was cleared from physical therapy I had to go through like throwing reconstruction and learning how to throw again and like that type of movement so that was another like two months so I was fully cleared by March 2nd which was actually my birthday which I was cleared to fully throw 100% again and all that 
Okay. So now going through that process, I mean, you said that was August all the way to March. So, I mean, that's a long, long process. Did you hit a couple, you know, like mental roadblocks along that way in terms of, you know, not being able to go out there and play, be at hundred percent at certain times. Did you have a couple mental roadblocks? And if so, like, how did you kind of, you know, steer around those and kind of keep moving forward? Yeah, I had a couple roadblocks because definitely when I started throwing, I felt like pain and everything. So I felt that mental roadblock was I thought it tore again. So I like had that a break, mental breakdown thinking, oh, my God, I have to do this again and all that. And I, I like I couldn't do this again. But when you're th starting throwing, the ligament needs to get used to that. And that's what I learned over time is the ligament needs to get used to like the throwing. So if you feel pain, it's not actually that it's torn. It's like that it's just healing better. So that's what, what my main roadblock was just thinking it got injured again. Yeah. So take us through that day when you're back to a hundred percent and you know, you, you can just, you can just wing that thing. Um, and not you're going a hundred percent. What, what was that day? Like that day was nice, except I still wasn't comfortable. So I just like threw like I've been throwing, but main first time ever that I really went a hundred percent with, and was super nice was I think our third game in high school ever. It was like a Saturday. I pitched for the first time after doing it, and that felt, like, really good. Just pitched one inning, but it just felt like a super, like, relief just knowing that I can be back to 100% and not have to worry about anything. Yeah, so I know the plan for you is to be a position player at Virginia Tech, but you did say you pitched last year. So is the plan to, you know, keep pitching in high school, or, like, are you planning on just scratching that all together and just focusing on hitting? So my plan for high school is, is just to pitch if needed. If like they need an arm, I'll I'll go up and throw, but it's not going to be like a I'll pitch every week type of thing, multiple innings. It's just going to be like if you need to warm up a pitcher, I'll I'll go out there and throw an inning or two if needed. Yeah, so you're not like throwing bullpens on a weekly basis or anything. No, not type of that stuff. Okay, all right. So let's dig into your hitting approach a little bit. I know you dug into that a little bit. You know the case that you get to uh, face Braden Thomas or Cameron Tilly. Uh, but just overall, just take us through your hitting approach when it comes to, you know, you're on the on-deck circle, you're watching the guy in front of you, watching the pitcher, kind of what's going through your mind. And then as you walk up to the batter's box, like, you know, what is that hitting approach as you're trying to, as you're uh, facing each pitcher? Okay, cool. So when I'm on deck, I'm watching to see what pitches the pitcher's throwing and what they're throwing for strikes. Because that's when I know if the pitcher is only throwing a fastball for a strike, I can just sit fastball because he's not going to throw other pitches for strikes. But if he's throwing multiple pitches for strikes, like three pitches for strikes, then I know that it's going to be a lot challenging AB. So I need to eliminate one of those pitches that are either his worst pitch or it's a pitch that I know I can't hit the best. So that's what my main like mentality is in the batter's box. But then when I'm walking up to the plate, everything goes out the window. And I'm starting to get in that hitter's mode of attack early on because I like attacking early on first pitch if I see it. But then I also look at the situation and look at E-step because sometimes he wants me to either try pulling a ball if it's second and third to got, try getting the runner in or just play my game and hit up the middle because that's my main thinking in, my, in the batter's boxes, think up the middle, think up the middle, try driving the ball back at the pitcher. Yeah. So do you have a different approach when you're playing for the Mustangs or just travel in general compared to when you're playing high school competition? Not really. I usually have the same approach for high school and travel. It's more get the job done. If a run needs to be in, I'll hit that run in. 
Or if I'm just swinging, I'm swinging to hit the ball right back up the middle and good things will happen if you do that. Okay. So are you a big two-strike approach guy? Or for the most part, do you kind of keep that same approach throughout that bat no matter what the count is? Uh, I'm big into two-strike approach more. I don't want, I don't like striking out or anything. So I shorten up my swing a little bit, widen out, choke up a little, but I more focus on getting my foot down even earlier to like realizing what pitch is coming and get a bat on the ball. So if you were a scout watching your game, this could be, you know, you're playing first base, playing the outfield, interacting with some of your teammates, you know, in there in the dugout, what would be your personal scouting report on yourself, all your strengths, all your weaknesses, what would that scouting report look like? My biggest strength would be I'm very energetic. I like to pick up my teammates, not get down on them, not get down on myself. I like picking up everybody. And then one of my biggest weaknesses is probably just that off speed, getting too heavy on the front foot. Sometimes I get too heavy on the front foot, getting leaning over, and it's harder to hit the off speed. So my biggest focus is staying back on staying back on pitches and not getting too heavy on that front foot. And when I don't get too heavy on the front foot, I'll smoke a ball. Yeah. So you mentioned your weakness, some of your weaknesses are, you know, hitting that off speed. Um, what are some of those things that you're wanting to work on most before you head to Virginia Tech's campus? Um, mostly is I'm just trying to focus on being softer on the foot because if I'm soft on that front foot landing, I'll hit any off speed. It's doesn't matter how good it is, but it's once if I get too energetic and everything and try hitting the ball super hard is when I start getting super heavy on the front foot. And then I just need to tone myself down and be like, you don't need to hit the ball too, too hard. Cause when I, I don't try hitting balls super hard, I'll hit it hard anyways. Yeah. So I mean, I've seen, I need to tell myself. I mean, I've seen those videos on Twitter. I mean, you're smacking balls. And I think, was it yeah. Shooter Hunt that came out with the, that report saying you're one of like the strongest hitters in the Midwest or it was, yeah. something, I don't know if it was Shooter or not, but I mean, that was a pretty good report on you. And I mean, like I said, watching all those Twitter videos, man, like got me excited to go watch you play this spring, uh, but yeah. kind of just uh, dig through the mechanics of your swing a little bit, I guess, where you learned it and uh, just what those mechanics are a little bit from, you know, from the, the, um, the load up all the way to the follow through. So I've worked a lot of, with hitting with my dad. He played like at college at University of um, Southern Indiana for four years and then played a little semi-pro ball as a catcher. So me and him have worked a lot with hitting. But my main hitting is I want to get my hands through to the ball first, my front hand strong through the ball and get a foot down and knees and works. I'm not more of – I'm not used to like wanting to uppercut the ball as more as be straight and direct down to the ball to work on line drives and hitting like hard line drives. Okay. All right, man. Well, I've got a couple of questions to left for you. Um, so I like to end off each podcast, digging into the rapid fire, which is just five or six, six questions that I just kind of wrap off there. And you guys, we, we just dig into, you know, like the personal side of things beyond baseball. Um, so when it comes to, I guess, your baseball career um, and just, you know, learning under Coach Estep, learning under Coach Shirley, your high school coach, your dad who played collegiate baseball, who have been the, you know, the, the two or three most influential people within your baseball career so far? And like, what would be the reasonings for them being so influential? So the biggest influentials is my dad and Coach Estep. My dad has taught me like from a very young age that you want to play every game as hard as you can, give 110 percent every time you're on the field and not swing less than 110% and all that because nothing good will happen if you're swinging 70, 75% during a net that. And then Coach Estep has taught me just how to be calm throughout the game and play the game 
competitive, but also keep a like steady mind and not overthink things and just play simple. Okay. All right. So when it comes to off the field, what are some of your passions that you have, you know, beyond the game of baseball, you know, you're up there in that South Bend area, you just messing around with some of your buddies. Uh, what are some of those other things you, you, you really enjoy doing beyond, beyond baseball? Um, one of the biggest things I've started to like doing is I used to play hockey. So I have a couple buddies that play hockey still. So me and my friend that I play baseball with, we go to a lot of hockey games together at the icebox in South Bend and just, I like watching my old teammates play and getting to see them again at school. Okay. So what got you into hockey, man? I mean, that's not a super popular sport here in Indiana, you know, especially, I mean, where I'm from, is not very popular. So I guess, where did you get uh, into the sport of hockey? So I, I think it was going into fifth grade, my two best friends played hockey all throughout their life. So I just like, I was like, and they were a year older than me too. So I always looked at like at, At Lemon always wanted to play hockey. So I was like surprised for my birthday and started playing hockey all the way up until high school. So moving on to that next question. So when you're digging through your phone, what is, who is the coolest contact that you have in your phone right now? Uh, just in terms of, I guess, maybe someone who, a contact most people don't have or whatever it is, who is that coolest contact in your phone? Definitely Max Clark on Snapchat. Okay, He's there we go. Knowing him and having conversations with him and all that. Most kids look up to him and it's just a cool little thing to have. Yeah, to I was actually doing all that. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that today because I mean, I know Max Clark is probably one of the most followed baseball players that we've had oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it, it's cool that he's in Indiana, you know, and just building. Obviously, he's going to be there at Battle of Indiana, too. Yeah. Um, so it's cool that he's in the state of Indiana, kind of, you know, just building his career um, as as a Hoosier. Um, so that's cool. And it's cool that he puts himself out there towards, um, I mean, everybody. Like, I mean, it was easy for me to reach out to him to get him on the podcast. It's easy for different brands to reach out to him. He's he's a, he's a good thing for baseball, good thing for Indiana baseball, especially. Yeah. Uh, but no. So when it comes to motivations, what is it that kind of just gets you out of bed every day? So, you know, just help you get better or just get 1% better every day. What is it that kind of you know, just wakes you up and wants you to get motivates you? So my biggest motivation is I want to do stuff for my family and for my parents. They've put so much money and time into baseball for me and everything that I've wanted to do is that I, I want to pay them back in the future. I want to make it to Pro Bowl as far as I can and be able to pay it back and reward them with something for what they've done for me for their whole life parenting. Okay. So even taking that question just a little bit further, what does the perfect picture of your life look like here in 20 years from now? So you'd be, you know, mid thirties. What does that perfect picture of your life look like if everything's going right? Um, the perfect picture, if everything's going life is playing MLB, playing some pro ball in the MLB, having a good group of friends around me, good group of teammates, a wife and having parents that I've retired where they're happy, they're coming to my games and I've, they don't have to work anymore because I've done stuff for them since they've done stuff to me. Okay. All right, man. So now to that final question here on the podcast. So obviously when you get to Virginia tech, you're going to have that opportunity to make money or capitalize off your name, image, and likeness and work with different brands. So when that time does come, what would be one dream brand that you would love to endorse, collaborate with, whatever it happens to be, what would that dream brand be? The dream brand would be for me is Under Armour. Ever since I was a kid, I've loved Under Armour. Every type of thing Under Armour I've loved. And that'd just be a dream come true to work with a brand that big and Under Armour where I've been wearing since I've been like three years old. Yeah.
Under Under Armour, you know, the Under Armour's, Nikes, Adidas's, Rawlings, uh, Louisville Slugger. Those are probably the most popular ones I get. Yeah. Lululemon's another popular one I get. Yeah, that is. I never realized Lululemon was a, like a guy brand until, you know, just this summer when everyone kept naming off Lululemon for that question. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, that's all the questions I got. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Obviously, I mean, we're going to stay connected here for, you know, Battle of Indiana and just other things throughout your yeah. career. Uh, but no, just really appreciate you coming on the show. And, you know, just best of luck, you know, I guess best of luck at Battle of Indiana and best of luck you. You know, the rest of your career. Thank you.